I am Pamela Slim, and I'm the CEO at PamelaSlim.com and the co-founder here at Keth Main Street Learning Lab right in downtown Mesa. Um, I am a 24-year consultant. The first 10 years of my business, I was a consultant in Silicon Valley helping tech companies grow and scale, and I did that for about 10 years. And then about 14 years ago, I shifted my focus and helped people escape corporate and start their own business, which ended up being the name of my first book, Escape from Cubicle Nation. And over the years and now decades, I've helped thousands of people to either start, grow, or scale their companies. So I'm super excited to be here with you today. And in today's session, we're gonna be focusing on really some more short-term planning and also specifically focus on the difference between what you need to do in the short term when we're experiencing some of the crises that we're experiencing and then keeping your eye on the long term. In particular, we're gonna look sometimes at how our, our ideal client can shift a little bit based on what we're doing in the short term, but also how we can stay focused on our core values and our mission in order to ride the storm. So I look forward to um, spending the time with you. Why don't you sit back and enjoy. Today, I wanted to bring us to a very pragmatic phase because I know that many of you, uh, once I learn a little bit more about your, your businesses, are probably struggling like everybody is with this combination of what's happening in the economy and with COVID and so forth. And so I wanted to give you some, some specific guidance in terms of planning in the short term. And then when we get to the Q&A section, to have the opportunity as well to give you some very specific feedback. If you have particular questions, especially in areas maybe about pivoting your business or marketing your business. What we're gonna focus on today is just looking at the difference between short and long-term planning. Cause I don't know if you're anything like many of the clients that I work with, but right now there's so much urgency of just riding through this particular wave and making sure that we're all standing um, at the end of it and, and doing so effectively. We know in the bigger context of what's happening in the business environment, in our, in our regional and in our national environment, we really need to be prepared for uh, all kinds of shifts. And so that can mean in the longer term that you think a little bit differently about how it is that you have been running your business, maybe who your ideal customer segments are, there could be growth opportunities that we also want to look at a little bit because we want to be, as my friend Charlie Gilkey often says, we sometimes we have to be fixing the plane while flying it. And we know that we want your plane to be carrying you for the long term. So we'll look at that difference between short and long term and really get specific about certain areas of focus that would be helpful for you. So just a little bit about me. I'm the co-founder with my husband, Daryl, of the Main Street Learning Lab, which is right here in downtown Mesa. We're between McDonald and Robson Streets, downtown on Main. And we have a learning lab where normally in non-COVID times, we have all kinds of groups who are uh, meeting, doing masterminds, different training for small business. And we in particular focus on entrepreneurs of color, really just wanting to make sure that Mesa has the best leadership available for entrepreneurs. My husband is Navajo and he was a long time construction business owner. So he had a heavy equipment construction business for about 30 years. 
and now is more uh, retired from that and doing more wellness uh, coaching based on his own, his own background. Um, by day, I'm a business coach. And so I work with clients all over the world that are right now at this phase of my business, generally scaling their businesses. So I have conversations every single day with folks just like you. And um, really a lot of what we've been focusing on recently is just how to stabilize, how to pivot in certain areas. I see we have here um, daycare and childcare. I can imagine that's an example of an industry that really is being impacted in a big way. Um, Sally Ann with varnished art, right? So an art business, new spin metal casting, so cool to have different kinds of businesses. Um, Chanel, CLC Enterprise is a painting company. Okay, you work as the marketing and business liaison, which is great. So just we have kind of a nice variety of businesses right now. And again, I'd love to get into some specifics once, once um, we dive into some of the topic areas. The, the first 10 years of my business, I was a consultant to large companies. So, so did a lot of work with scaling in Silicon Valley. <clears throat> and what's relevant, I think a lot, if you've been on the planet as long as I have, I'll, I'll be 54 this month in August, <laughs> but I've been through a lot of economic shifts and downturns. So in 99, 2000, when I was right in Silicon Valley doing consulting, you can believe that we saw, you know, not quite as extreme in terms of COVID, but a pretty significant downturn that was really impacted. So I was really on the ground with clients seeing that in 2007, for those of you who were here in Arizona at that time, when my husband had his construction business, we lived through that significant downturn that hit us really, really hard uh, from the construction side because so much work slowed down. And then now with COVID and being especially down here, downtown on Main Street, really looking at how things are impacting business owners. So one of the things that I hope that I can bring is just that experience of on one hand, keeping that motivation high, looking for some of the positive opportunities, but at the same time, really be willing to look at the parts that are very difficult to help you make some difficult decisions. Um, and I'm a writer, so I've written uh, two books so far, Escape from Cubicle Nation and then Body of Work, and I'm working on my third right now. So what I'd love to dig into is how we can plan when the, when the world is a mess for you to find the time to spend with us today often as a business owner is something that's really difficult. In the day-to-day -day practice, what I notice between those businesses that end up weathering storms, making it through, is where you begin to develop a habit and a practice of taking time out, even if it's these brief moments, in order to sit back and reflect on what it is that's going on and to look at the big picture to focus on the areas that are that maybe need the most attention and then to dive back in to doing more of the triage that I know that you need to do in order to keep things moving. So part of a, a way that I'd love for you to think about planning is not as something that just happens once a year or maybe twice a year, but becomes a regular part of what it is that you do day in and day out. And it's that perspective. It's zeroing in very specifically to be addressing the areas of biggest need and then zooming out to look for areas of opportunity that can be really helpful. So from thinking about it from a planning cadence perspective, like when 
you actually do your planning. I'm curious for those of you on the call, do you have a particular time of year in which you focus on what's happening in your business? Do you do an annual plan? Do you do a monthly plan? Do you do, you do weekly check-ins? I'm just curious for those who are on the call, if you wanna let us know in the chat, do you have a regular cadence where you're stepping back, looking at your financials, maybe looking at what's happening on the marketing side, checking in on your customers? Do you have any kind of regular cadence for that? I would be curious. And if not, no worries. <laughs> you, would be, you would be right in, in with many people who just show up and, and kind of do what needs to get done. Sally Ann, you said for you it's so far weekly, which is great. So reviewing sometimes, looking ahead, for some people, it's on Friday. For some people, it'd be on a Sunday night or a Monday morning. But get in that habit of looking at a couple specific areas that we're going to be digging into. So in the short term, when you're looking at what you need to focus on, it really often is about survival. And um, I think depending on, on the business that you've been in, some businesses have been very severely impacted where just all the business went away. I'm thinking about restaurants, I'm thinking about businesses like childcare um, that have been so impacted as everybody had to stay from home. And so in this case, in the short term, it's really about addressing the most pressing concern for your business in the short term, identifying, is it about stabilizing what it is that you're doing? Um, if it was an issue around cash flow, I know there was so much activity that we were doing here in Mesa to make sure that people were aware of resources for cash flow, like PPP or all the different, you know, Mesa Cares program. Um, for a lot of people, that was the issue when business went away is just addressing what to do with cash. Um, and then de depending on, you know, if you weren't so impacted by cash, but it was more in dealing with staffing or some other area, the, the issue is really to have some kind of a short-term plan in order to get through it. And this is a shift in mindset. And I think especially if you had had a certain rhythm, maybe things were growing here on Main Street. I know we were just, we were feeling, we were starting to feel a real shift. We had more foot traffic. There were people who were growing, who were expanding. And all of a sudden things really shut down for many people. And so there can be that mental and sometimes emotional shift of having a hard time just focusing on what's immediately necessary because you've had that business plan that's really focused on a certain growth trajectory. But when everything changes, you need to learn how to, how to shift that focus. So I do wanna dig in today and, and hear from some of you, like what are some of the specific areas that might have been that short-term focus? But that's really what is needed just to, to make it through and to stay alive. In the long-term, it is really about stabilizing and growing. And what I've seen in the past from, from living and working through with many clients, significant economic downturns, um, it is possible in order to, to pivot, to stabilize, and even to grow. It's one of those things, I don't know if you have noticed the same thing, but it, no matter what the situation is, if it's really difficult, there are some folks who, who can't hang on, which is understandable based on the business, but then there are other folks who learn how to shift and pivot and really have a, a different kind of experience. And so I want you all and really everybody <laughs> to be part of that group. I want us in Mesa to be strong together to figure out how it is that we can make the shifts that we need 
in order to in order to make it through. And so focusing on that, focusing in the long term on what be might be some strategic areas for growth are the kinds of things that require a little bit of distance. It requires that you have the day-to-day -day under control, that you're not just doing triage all the time, but you're focusing in on the long term. So let's talk about the short term right now specifically. And for the short-term planning, these are really the core areas that most clients really need to start to focus on. So from a financial side, do I have enough cash to keep my operations afloat? That even when we don't have this kind of challenge happening with the economy, cash flow is, is usually among the top two issues that all of my clients, regardless of what kind of background they come from, have to deal with. So, it can be when you're starting out and you're trying to manage getting sales and just keeping things growing. It definitely happens when you're going through a scaling perspective, when you may be positioned in order to grow, but cash flow is something that's really critical. So I'm curious for the folks who were gathered here and then for people who might be listening later as you're taking notes, did you have a, any kind of significant issue with cash flow as you went through this experience? And in particular, were there things that you did in order to help to stabilize that? So did you apply for some of the, the government funding that came with COVID? Did you go to your bank or get a credit line? Of course, you don't have to give those details in the chat, but just in general, I'm curious as a pulse, if any of you noticed that there was a difference in your finances and in cash flow, because this is one area when in the short term you're focusing on planning, you need to get extremely clear as to what exactly do you have coming in? Um, what are the kinds of expenses that you have? Are there ways that you could be cutting expenses while not really cutting into the meat of your business? And what are ways that you're going to maintain a cash position, maybe hold off a little bit on the kinds of investments that you might make when you're a little bit more sure of what's going on. There's something that always happens within every kind of you know, downturn in the economy or economic crisis, which is that people begin to take longer to pay. So sometimes you might notice that for your account receivables that um, it is a little bit harder to get people to pay which is where on the financial side, you might wanna be really thoughtful to not float credit, for example, to, until you really make sure maybe you get some kind of deposit for work. You make sure, um, in the case of those of you that are delivering actual physical goods, that you are protecting yourself to make sure that the customers you have are able to pay, but then also that you're in a financial arrangement where you don't deliver all the physical goods and then have to do the follow-up with collections because that is something where you may be competing because everybody is so challenged financially with, with somebody's mortgage or somebody's electric bill or those, those kinds of things. Um, selling in, you said funding helped tremendously, but social media has helped most for selling art. Okay, that's great. You're kind of leading us into the next section, which comes around marketing. So finances where it wasn't really something that was a huge issue for you, I think that's fantastic. This can be one of those cases where the truth of our businesses always really show through whenever there's a rough time, right? And what I mean by that is both, both the good and the bad. <laughs> so if you haven't been as aware as to the profitability of what's happening in your business, if you haven't had a strong cash position, you don't have stuff tucked away, if you haven't 
um, gotten lines of credit not to use all the time, but just to have there in case of times when you need them, then you can, you can look at that level of awareness as something that can help you plan for the longer term. And if you have done all of those things, that's great. I'm glad you were thinking ahead. If you haven't done them, no worries. This, this awareness now of realizing what it is that you need to have financially to get through is the important part to focus on. So I'm always, I have one of my dear friends who's my lawyer, who's a postdoctorate tax attorney and an American Ninja warrior. He's one of these like super athletes, a former Navy commander. <laughs> and he would always tell me, which I thought was so helpful. It doesn't matter what decisions that you made in the past because we can't change that whatsoever, right? What matters is the truth that you see today moving forward. So financially, that's one thing to really zero in and focus on that and to have this as being something that you're going to focus on in the longer term, having a better sense of awareness, having more options, looking at things like the profitability of different products and services within your business. On the marketing side, this is a case um, in terms of looking at how it is that you're really showing up and making people aware that you are there. Do you take consistent action to promote your business? And social media is one component, can be a very powerful component of how it is that we market our business. What I find to be interesting is often, I actually was seeing this at the end of 2019, having no idea whatsoever what 2020 was gonna be for us, but I don't know if you noticed, there was a lot of talk of, you know, are we gonna have a recession? Is it coming? I'm not sure. And from a behavior perspective, from a lot of clients that I worked with, I saw that people were holding back in marketing, in getting exposure, kind of having that feeling of, I'm not really sure, I'm not really sure what's happening, so I need to be careful. In no matter what time that you are in, I want you to be thinking always about planting seeds for the future. And it, it is a weird place to be when you might feel like your market is dried up, when you might feel like you, you have a need desperately to get clients. And you need to be doing specific marketing during that time in order to make sure that you're bringing in ideal customers and often people who might be little bit of a shorter term turnaround in terms of people paying you for for what you do but the bet the very best position that you can be in is actually to be increasing your visibility i call them taking tiny marketing actions so tiny actions every day to plant seeds and to make new connections so when you you have the opportunity of getting to know each other getting to know each other's businesses here's an opportunity here all of you were sharing just what your business is Go ahead and put a link to it here in the chat because we're going to download the chat and when we know what it is that you offer and we each take a minute to to see what it is that that you offer then we can refer it to other people that we know in our network we can be sharing it with others on social media and if you want me to share i'm super happy to do it i have a pretty large audience on social media um, here locally and otherwise so from a mindset perspective it's really thinking about it's really thinking about having, um, constantly thinking about doing marketing and taking these tiny marketing actions and really getting more visibility, um, even when you may be feeling reticent, looking for ways that you could partner with people, um, looking at how it is that you can um, look for new opportunities to be doing work. So I know we had, what was it? We had somebody before that was doing metal 
work. Oh, we have a candle company too. That's really cool. Okay. So Mike here from 48th State Candle Company. <clears throat> um, my Bambino's family in childcare, as we said, varnished art. There, there it is, new spin metal casting. So you can start to look, I call them peanut butter and jelly partners, where you have somebody who might have a complimentary service that you have, where maybe somebody loves art and they love the, the varnished art that, that you're doing, Sally Ann. And then also they could be interested in some of the things that David are doing is doing, right? In terms of having some interesting metal casting because may, or maybe you're working with realtors. Real estate right now is super hot, right? <laughs> in a weird way. A lot of people here in the Valley are buying new homes despite all this, this what's happening in the economy. So partnering maybe to do a special showing, you could have somebody who stages homes where you could look for a chance to feature some of your art in homes that are being staged. These are places where you're looking to get some visibility from what I call this peanut butter and jelly strategy. So it is a time to be standing out, to be really specific and creative. It also is a good chance to focus in on the short term on the, the best kind of um, connections that you have. So the, the easiest, most warm connections always are going to be past satisfied customers. Um, in the case where you're serving people who where you may have a business that's going through a, a hard time, where your business is really down, or maybe in the case of you know daycare where it's harder to be serving the same number of children, go to your families and connect with them. You know, see if there's creative ways that maybe you could be providing some virtual services. I saw all kinds of businesses pop up around the country, everything from Broadway actors who were um, subbing as virtual babysitters, where they would do really fun activities with kids virtually think creatively about ways that you could be connecting. And you can just ask your families, you could say, what, you know, what are you struggling with right now? You know, what are the biggest issues that you have? And try to be creative with them to find ways in which they can support you through a, a transition. Because often your most loyal customers are the ones that are going to help you to be flexible and also to, to make it through the longer term. So those are a lot of things I think to think about on marketing, but really, really, I encourage you not to slow down. Look for opportunities to, to share where you are on social media, then, um, then make sure that you're, you have a consistent presence. And that's something that could take less than 10 minutes a day to do an update, to do a feature on a customer, to let people know what you're working on, to take some photographs of your, you know, your beautiful art, to be sharing something that's of value. Those are things that make us aware and, and keep us connected with your business. The other part often around sales of having a clear and consistent way to accept money is, is really specifically linked to your finances in the short term, where you would be surprised <laughs> that sometimes you, People want to give you money, but it can be really hard to find out how to do so. So it could be that maybe you aren't connected with the latest tools in order to accept credit cards. And so people have to be paying you cash or, you know, paying you in checks, or maybe there's, there's a, a process that becomes really complicated where people have to go through multiple pages and screens in order to actually, you know, sign up with you. Look very specifically at the areas in, in the way that you're taking in money. And especially as we know that cash flow is tight with people to make sure that you are, it is really easy for people to do business with you. Your terms are very clear. You want to be fair. You want to find some ways in which to make it work for people, but also reduce the amount of, um, you know, 
activity that somebody has to do in order to give you money. So you can set up recurring payments on something like PayPal or Stripe or some of the other kinds of online tools, but make sure that it's easy for people to do business with you and to give you money. Around staffing, that can be one of the hardest things to, to deal with because you're, the people who work with you are, I'm sure, so dear to you. They're so important. They have loved ones and, and sometimes families that they need to take care of. And so these kinds of decisions can be really hard to make, but they are things that we're seeing a lot of businesses make of, um, in some cases, just doing whatever it takes to stabilize your, your staff to um, sometimes maybe cut hours a little bit or find ways in which you can be mitigating. And I think another opportunity, if you are not able to, to maintain your staffing to when you are connected with other things that are happening in the community, there are some businesses who are growing. So we just had right across the street, we have a no tacos chihuahuas that are coming in. We're very excited about it. They're coming into downtown Mesa. And I just saw posted um, in our Mesa community that they're looking for to hire people. So whenever you see that, and you may have to make some staffing issues, pass around job opportunities, look for areas where there may be people who need work. And this is the kind of thing I think we can do as a community in order to keep things moving. But probably the most difficult emotional area for many, for many entrepreneurs is when it comes to making decisions about staffing because it, it feels so personal because it is. Remember as you're getting through and surviving this particular challenge that sometimes you do have to make those difficult decisions about you know, reducing staffing or doing things like that. And I think when you can be upfront with people that work with you, when, as I said, you can try to make it easier for them to continue to be employed, to be aware of opportunities, that when things do get better, and I believe that they will turn around, then that's when, when people can even choose to come back and work with you. But by holding on to a really inflated um, budget for staffing, if you truly don't have the work for it, that is something that can be really challenging. So um, I, I just encourage you to be very humane in the way that you look at it, but also to be realistic when it comes to what's happening in your business. And then a really important thing is support. I think it's really difficult to be doing it by yourself. It can feel very lonely, even if you do have a you know, great family who's very supportive of you. It's hard for people to understand what it takes to make it through a difficult business situation. So that's one of the things I really encourage you to take advantage of the kinds of technical support and the community building that we have at the hub um, that CAHOOTS and the city of Mesa are coordinating. This is a time to be very specific about the kind of support that you need. And if you happen to be somebody who is not used to asking for help, it may feel a little bit awkward, but I'm telling you, it will make a really big difference because what will happen is where your business is able to survive this short-term difficulty, then it means that other people will too, because you have vendors, you're spending your money. It, it's going to help all of us if we get through this experience. So look for follow-on opportunities to get very specific technical help. And I'm sure Chelsea can tell you more about that if you're not aware, but there is funding for Mesa businesses to get super qualified folks for doing everything from helping you to create a specific marketing plan to going in and working on your finances to a whole range of other things. And I really encourage you to get the kind of support that you need. 
So the key for this, I think, as we're looking at this, you know, both the short term and the long term is really who your ideal client is. And that can change depending upon what you're looking in the short term and what you're looking in the, the long term. There's one of my dear friends and colleagues here in the Phoenix area, Susan Beyer, who runs a firm called Audience Audit. And she does a lot of work with brands, really a lot around marketing messaging, but it's really based on defining your audience by a problem or challenge that they have. That's the way to think about um, whoever your customers are. So in the case where we have a childcare, um, obviously there may be working parents who have children who can't take care of themselves. And so they need somebody to be, you know, watching them. But in the case in the short term where you may have the, a case for COVID where they can't physically be within your facility, their ideal client definition defined by a problem could be something like, you know, they're working parents who need to be present for doing their work virtually, but also need to make sure that their children are occupied and that they're occupied doing activities that are safe and healthy and not just staring at their iPad all day, every day. And that's where you could come in with that new audience definition and maybe pivot a little bit to be thinking about group activities, fun things that you could be doing on Zoom, um, ways to coordinate. I've seen so many interesting ways that people are coordinating using social distancing and safe ways that people are driving by in cars and doing all kinds of creative activities. That could possibly be a way that you could think of a service in a pivot um, while you're, you know, you, you can't maybe see as many kids as you could before. And I realize I'm making a couple of assumptions with that, but just based on what it is that I've seen in the news and things with school, that could be an example of maybe how you shift a little bit in terms of what it is that you're focusing on. But when you do define your ideal client by a problem or a challenge they have, that becomes the foundation for how you're marketing to them, the kinds of messages that you're sharing and how you're getting the word out. So from your planning checklist, and this applies to both the short term and the long term, who has a problem that you can solve right now and has the resources to hire you to solve it? Um, in the case, I'm not sure of the metal, you know, the metal work, I don't know if you do a lot of work with, with homes or, you know, with buildings, I would be looking around, I'd be looking for those areas of which we have a lot where we do have growth, where we do have buildings that have been funded a long time ago that are continuing to go up. Look for those ways in which there are people who might have the resources to hire you right now, even if your, your regular customer base may not have a lot of disposable income in order to do that. Um, also think about the emotional state of what your clients are feeling right now. What kind of marketing tone is appropriate? And knowing we've been going through so many things simultaneously, we've been going through economic challenge, health challenges, political challenges, we've had a lot of you know, social upheaval, it is really important to be tuning in and noticing what are people feeling in particular? What are your ideal customers feeling? What are they, are they worried? Are they just wanting to move on? Are they, are they drained and exhausted? All these things can help you to understand the kind of tone that you take in your messaging so that it's relevant for them and they, they feel connected to you. There's nothing worse, it's, always, it's kind of weird. I don't know if any of you noticed that, but 
I'll watch television commercials where nobody's wearing a mask and nobody's social distance, probably because they recorded it a long time ago. And it feels so weird. I mean, I sit back and I'm thinking like, why don't you have a mask on? But it's also, it also can be nice sometimes just to see that regular life that we're used to going on. Um, but when you, when you think specifically about what's happening for your customers and, and where they are, then you really want to be matching that by the kind of tone that you have in your marketing, the way that you're talking to them, and then the way that you're specifically choosing the kinds of services or products to offer them. Um, anybody, and I know we have folks here that do work in art, art is actually really important during a time of challenge. And that could be everything from, you know, from videos and theater to beautiful physical art. Um, what are ways that you can really be bringing that forward, maybe with some aspirational messages, maybe with some encouragement, linking your art with the emotional state of where people are. And then from an offering and service perspective, what, what kind of offering would solve their problem and respect their emotional state? What can you provide given your own resources that you have? And then for financial options, what kind of options would make investing in your product or service easier? It can be a time, you'll have to be careful knowing that we were looking at that component of your short-term planning around finances. You don't want to cut into your profitability too much to where you aren't able to, to make it. You have to have enough of a profit, profit margin to survive. But maybe there are ways you can be creative with spreading out payments a little bit. And again, having them being recurring payments. Maybe there's a certain kind of product that you could discount so that it would be within the budget of, of those who you're working with. So think about what might be an option um, in order to be addressing folks' needs. I know for me, when I did a class uh, during this time, right when we were in the, you know, just the middle of everything, it was in, in May, we did a pay what you can model. So I knew that I had my regular coaching clients who were okay, who could pay. I wanted to reach the, the widest amount of people possible. So we had a flexible model for people who were taking a group class. And that was something that worked really well. We had people that spanned $10 to $500 based on what they could do. And that kind of connection, those options generate a lot of goodwill and help people to get through that difficult time. That's part of what your customers are going to remember about you, about how you helped or didn't help <laughs> them get through this difficult time. So in the longer term, the kinds of things that you are going to want to be backing into is, is really this deeper case of your mission. Like, why are you in business besides making money? You know, what, what values actually do guide what it is that you're doing inside and outside your organization in times of challenge, those are the things that can really define you and allow you to have some of the flexibility to be reimagining your business in the long term. Um, what value do you provide? If you've had a service that maybe is not going to be needed anymore, are there different ways that you could maybe shift different customer groups? You could be thinking about different ways of, of providing resources. I was thinking about, I thought that I saw here, Chelsea, remind me, somebody who had a business um, Excel caregiver training, okay, from John. In, in terms of caregivers, there's so much richness there, I think, about the kind of care that people need, about what caregivers mean right now, the emotional experience that people are having if any of their loved ones have COVID, you know, ways that you could use your, your background and your training 
to help people, even if they're not being directly helped by some of the folks who you're training, to learn more about that experience of caregiving. Because there's, it's, it's, there's so many people who are doing it for parents, for folks who may be sick, for their own children. And, and that kind of experience could be something that could grow into a whole new part of your business, potentially, after all of this um, is over. I keep saying, if it's over, I hope it's going to be over. <laughs> but I don't think it will be like it is right now. And then in terms of the goals and the, the strategies, you know, what, what are your goals for the long term? In some cases, for that truth of the business that comes out when you might realize that your business model does not function, when you might be in an area that in the long term is not going to be successful, sometimes a really good thing you can do is decide to transition out of your business and either get into one that is really focused on your future or could be something different like deciding to make a career shift and, and get a job. I've been a business owner for so many years, for 24 now, that I, it would be hard for me to imagine working for somebody else. But I have found many clients over time that do decide at different stages of their life that they want to shift a little bit out, take the pressure out a little bit from what it takes to manage a business and to take a role within an organization. And again, even in challenging economic times, there are areas of um, our local economy and the national economy where there are some opportunities for growth. It's one of the reasons I wrote Body of Work, my last book, because I think we tend to worship sometimes the, the work mode of working for yourself. Like that's the only way that it is. And in fact, you can do a lot of different things throughout the course of your life, depending on what's important to you. So I'm not just saying give up, but I want to open up that possibility that if there are some fundamentals that feel overwhelming to fix, despite your best efforts, that you can have an opportunity to be looking at other ways that you could be working. And that's a great, that could be a great decision for you or for your family in the long term. All right, so in this case, um, there's a couple examples I just wanted to highlight before we get to our Q&A section. And for those of you who might be, not be familiar with uh, Republica Empanada, they're a wonderful restaurant that are here in downtown Mesa. Um, just off of Maine, and they make really delicious, my, my favorite is sopa verde, which is a really delicious like chicken soup, <laughs> and of course they make empanadas, which are really good. They've been doing amazing work through this downturn, where of course, like many restaurants, they aren't, they can't have their, their in-dining um, customers there, but they've really been focusing a lot on the Navajo Nation and on the spread of COVID that's there. So they've been a central point for collecting food, donations. And then Marco and his sister, Luisa, have been making trips up to the Navajo Nation to be delivering supplies. This is a clear example where you can see it's very specifically connected to their heart, to their mission, to their purpose. They've always really been very community oriented. They're very collaborative with other business owners. If ever there's another restaurant that's opening up, they're always really open to sharing what they learned. They kind of have that, that general point of view. And they're also really looking at mobilizing support at a time when people want to do something to help. Now, because it's really coming from that perspective of helping the, the people who might be the most impacted, it also means that it creates a beautiful sense of goodwill and connection. I know that I've been sharing so much what they've been doing, both for the drives 
but also to want to help, to want to be providing something back to them so that, you know, we order and take out and pick it up from there when we're going to get something to eat. If you do want to be providing maybe something for, you know, for nurses or for teachers that you could order a platter of empanadas and, you know, deliver it to them. It's an example to me of the kind of business that has really doubled down on their purpose despite being in a difficult situation. And I think in the long run, it's going to be really helping to stabilize their important role within this community and ecosystem. So not everybody is able to do that, but I, I encourage you to look at, at some of really the heart of your business and what's important to you and where that service and connection and being a hub is important. It can really make a difference for a lot of folks. Other friends, which we know, I know Chelsea works directly um, with the founders of Cahoots, Jenny and Odine, I've, it's really been fascinating to me knowing them for a long time and knowing that they do have a physical co-working space and have plans to open up another physical co-working space here in Mesa. But what I, what I really love um, about Jenny and Odine is they're really able to pivot quickly. So where we do have this need in order to um, serve businesses where we can't be meeting in person so much and we need to be developing a virtual hub they already had a partnership with a with the city of mesa as they were you know connecting and learning about opening up a space down here but really shifted the focus to building leveraging the core um the core knowledge that they had which was about community building educating people about starting a business they're very connected. They know a lot of people in order to get things up and running. And so I think it's a really important example that does highlight in the case of somebody who had a, and has a physical space that is challenged right now where people can't meet together physically. It is an opportunity. They did have the opportunity to be leveraging their knowledge and skills in order to continue providing value and nurturing a community that's important to their long-term success. So this is that example, I think, when you, you might think of what could you do in the interim, what are ways to stay connected with your customer base, um, but look at what problem do they have and look to match some of your core areas of expertise with what that experience is. I, was, I know I was just impressed at the amount, the turnaround time that it took to do it, because I know it's no small effort um, at all. So in, in summary, you know, I'd love for you to be thinking about how both your short and your long-term plans might be connected to your mission. What are ways when you look at why you went in business, whenever that was, what you love, whether it's bringing, bringing beauty to the world or in, you know, really supporting people to give excellent care, if you love children, if you have that different root of what's important to you, make sure that that's really threading through both your short and your long-term plans. That's the thing that's going to carry you and, and give you the kind of instructions to know what it is that you need to do in order to be supportive. And then also think about what do you, um, what do you really need to do to stay motivated and moving forward in this difficult time? I'm a, I'm a big community person. That's, that's always been what, what I'm about, both building communities online and also here in person at the Main Street Learning Lab. And I know for me, what keeps me motivated is seeing business owners working together, like walking the street, of course, with a mask, <laughs> checking in with my friends down here, checking in with folks online, having all of you here. It makes me feel motivated knowing that we're working together to try to resolve problems. And that 
whatever that is for you, if it's your faith, if it's your family, if you get motivated to, you know, to make it through, oops, I dropped my, my earpiece. <clears throat> if you get, you know, whatever it is that motivates you, make sure that you're really building that into your day-to-day -day plans and you take care of yourself because the stress of making it through a challenging situation can be really overwhelming. So with that, I would say assess your short-term needs. Definitely sign up for some technical support if you haven't already learned about, for those of you who might be joining later, Guillermo, welcome, Guillermo. Um, and you can go to um, the hub and Chelsea, I think has a, we'll put a link to it so you can see how it is that you can apply for technical assistance. Free money is how I look at it. <laughs> I always tell my clients, get everything you can for free and then, um, then, you, then you can pay for something after that. I don't mean like checks are being handed out, but what I mean is you will not have to pay for the technical assistance that you're gonna receive for your business. So um, if you need help assessing and looking at your business in the big picture, then make sure that you do that. Create your short-term plan. What are these areas that you need to be really focusing on and plugging up? Um, defer any non-essential activities and expenses. Mobilize your support team and then review your plan in 30 days. So once you know exactly what you're doing, um, put your head down, execute it. If you've been light on marketing, if you really haven't had a lot of visibility because it just doesn't feel like a good time to market, I encourage you to up that activity. 10 minutes of tiny marketing actions every day, post something on social, reach out to a past customer, connect with somebody who might be a good peanut butter and jelly partner, somebody who offers a complimentary service, and um, have a 15 minute conversation with them on Zoom to see if there's something you could maybe do in co-marketing. Doing those kinds of activities are really gonna make a big difference. And then see what the results are. Check in, make adjustments, and um, together I think we really will get through it and make a, make a, make a big difference.